Welcome back to THC. I'm Kimmy. And I'm Kelsey. Every Monday we hang out and we smoke and talk to you guys about true crime, conspiracies, and other unsolved mysteries that just keep us up at night. And if that's what you're into, join us. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a rating and a review so we don't feel like we're speaking into the void. <laughs> and you can also hear more of us for only $5 a month during our smoke breaks at patreon.com slash truly high crime. Really great content there. <laughs> Just and hang out with oh, us. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I went off Hang out with us. And follow us on social media at Truly High Crime. I'm at Kelsey Paulus. And I am at Kimmy Grace420. Now that that laundry list is out of the way, how are you doing, Kelsey? Okay, I'm good, but I have a, like, I have a really silly story to tell. So um, on Saturday night, my friends and I were out in Akron and Akron has like those scooters, like mm-hmm, that you can yeah, ride. and like I want the VO ride bot, VO ride bikes back. We really fucked so that bad. one up. Yeah, people are so like they're always <laughs> just like and whatever. But it was so fun. Like they were actually really easy and fun to ride. So we were just like riding around, like taking the long way home, and we get up to like this parking garage, or yeah, we get up to this parking garage and literally hear the sound of bagpipes. Oh my god. And it's like midnight. Like it's like late at night after people get out and stuff. Like literally and we we start scootering in and like there's this guy who has his car parked and like he's playing his bagpipes like out in the middle of like the that row. <laughs> so surreal just a man like, playing oh, bagpipes wait, i can like play i, can play I was gonna video. say i'm gonna put in bagpipe science bagpipe sounds in the background oh yeah here it is here it is akron is such a place so that was very funny to me and like i wanted to take I really wanted to take a scooter video of me like holding oh my, my phone in the air. Kimmy, I did it. And I went and I immediately <laughs> dropped my phone. I was like, I before I did it, I was like, I know I shouldn't do this. It looks like really bad. It's, I mean, yeah, it's but not like, great. But at least it's functioning. And it's on the back, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Remember when people true. used to do that on purpose and then put like food coloring in it? I literally was going to ask, should I put Sharpie in this? Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> That would be, like, such a blast from the past. I haven't seen that since, like, 2012. Yes. I've been having the same Tumblr lately. <laughs> Just the shit people have been t- posting on TikTok. It's feeling a little bit like Tumblr, and I'm like, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. It's because people are learning the big words, and once people learn the big words, they just say them over and over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, when people learn, like, manipulate and gaslight, and, like, people, like, just start... Like making words and words and words, then yeah, that's where it goes south. Literally, me posting one today saying emotionally manipulated. No, because it's funny as fuck. Like it's like, it's just funny. It's like like, yeah, same. <laughs> like we all get each other, and it's like Gen Z humor is, is like different. Like it feels different than Tumblr, but it's Tumblr vibes. It's good. Yeah. It's like Tumblr. It's like the unhealthy part of Tumblr, but making fun of it in a weird way, and like embracing it instead of like romanticizing it Mm -hmm. because that was what tumblr did and i feel like tiktok is more like this is my fucking life yeah that's so true (laughs) anyway how are you um i'm depressed but it's when i make my best content so like life is fine um i'm honestly like (laughs) like life is just like things just keep happening to me and i'm like i don't know what like i got diagnosed with a chronic illness and then my grandma died and then like just like shit just keeps happening and I'm like I'd rather just stop and pause for a second Mm -hmm. but I'm also like 
I'm fine. Like, rest in peace, Grandma. Love you. But I'm fine. Yeah. I'm at this point. This is how I am. Last week, I was in therapy, and I was going every two weeks. And my therapist said, so I think I should start seeing you once a week again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) But I'm fine. Yeah. I'm, like, it's it's summer, so it's, like, it can't be that bad. (laughs) Like, I think we've said this every episode because it's, like, it's nice outside. Mm -hmm. I can go sit in the sunshine and, like, feel vitamin D on my skin and then be, like... Okay. Cool. I'm good. Like, <laughs> it's That's not true. that bad. So, I am overall five out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> That's okay. where I would put fair, myself. Fair. Did you go to any like pride? Yeah, this year? I've been to. Oh, not this. Oh no, I just went to an event in bottles. Oh, fun. Okay. Yeah. So okay, it actually was like kind of fun at bottles. Like I've never been there before, mm-hmm. but like it's so cool in there. It's so cute. The people are so like fun and actually like welcoming. Nice. You like sit down in like a booth and drink if you want. But there are a bunch of like vendors all run by like LGBTQ plus people and like everyone like had like name tags and like had their pronouns and their name. It was Sweet. like very it felt like so like probably the most like inclusive all-inclusive thing i've like seen yeah that's really cool but i feel like yeah like that's like a good way to do a pride celebration of like you're like it's still capitalism and corporate pride but it's like you're bringing in lgbt people and like letting them have their business and like get the most business like that's pardon me (laughs) like that's the best way to do it is like give them a platform in a place where they usually wouldn't so good job bottles (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, I was really... Wait, what was I going to say? <laughs> I'm, like, a little... It's, like, what I posted on my on the THC story. It was, like, when you're halfway... The thing that you replied to that was, like, when you're halfway... <laughs> the way you're looking at me. <laughs> you were, like, what? <laughs> the face that you were making was so funny. <laughs> no, the thing that I... <laughs> the thing that I posted on the THC story that was, like, fucking let me go find it. Okay. When you're deep as fuck in a conversation with someone and completely forgot what they were talking about. I'm sorry. I'm so fucking hot. It's Ben Wyatt saying, I'm sorry. I'm so fucking hot. And <laughs> I said us recording because we yes. do that shit all the time. <laughs> I love it because it's Ben. I fucking love that show. Same. Mm. I'm in the middle of rewatching it right now. Honestly, you can't do better than Parks and Rec. That's true. That's you really can. true. It sucks that Chris Pratt is like that. <laughs> That's such a downside. It really is. Pride. Anyway, (laughs) so we were talking, we don't really have a true crime story today because we're just talking about, not just, I shouldn't say, we're talking about Marsha P. Johnson and the bad bitch that she was and her life and her death. And we're also talking about the very first Pride and how it started and um, Pride's origins and shit like that. Um, Yeah, so I'm just going to jump right into it. My very first note, I think, speaks to the whole fucking episode. LGBTQ rights and pride and liberation is all thanks to Marsha B. Johnson. So write that down, white gays, (laughs) because she really did it all. Like she was an iconic activist and she was a performer. Um, She at the time identified, this was in the 1960s, she identified as a drag queen. But today um, people would probably like she's referred to as a trans woman or um, gender fluid. She was assigned male at birth, but she used she, her pronouns um, and she identified and presented as a woman. Um, but some people who are close to her say that she would kind of fluctuate back and forth between um, being, she was 
born as Malcolm Michaels Jr. So she would sometimes go as Malcolm and sometimes she would go as Marsha, but most of the time it was Marsha. Mm -hmm. And most of the time it's she, her pronouns. So I'm just going to refer to her as Marsha and she, her pronouns. Um, She self-identified as a... I do want to give a warning. We're going to use outdated language for um, like the word transgender because it's what they referred to themselves as and it's outdated now. So if you're not like wanting to hear that, completely understand. But I just want you all to know that it will be said. She identified as a gay transvestite drag queen. Um, So I just I want to have like a little conversation about like how semantics have changed like over time because I think it's so interesting. Like the more that you like around this time, like transgender wasn't the word, it was transvestite. And like, that's what people said. And like, it wasn't offensive to trans people because that's all they knew. And like, as you become more educated, excuse me, as you become more educated and you, as we learn more, like we come up with new words and like real like that. I think that's so fucking cool. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, and I feel the same way, like, okay, I was talking about this the other day, like, the commercials, the classic, like, don't say gay commercials, mm-hmm. like, the Hillary Duff. Yes. <laughs> like, I remember, like, just, like, playing, like, games in the playground with, like, there was, like, a slur in the name, but, like, I don't hear that anymore, mm-hmm. like, and, like, I feel like gay is more, like, umbrella, like, term, like, sometimes. Yeah. <clears throat> I need to clear my freaking throat. I don't know what's going on with me. Yeah. And like, I think people use like whatever they're comfortable with as mm-hmm. their encompassing term. Like some people don't want to identify as anything specific, but are part of the LGBTQ community. So they identify as queer or like don't want to put an exact label on their gender, but they want to be in the LGBTQ community. So they just identify as gender fluid. Like those things are so cool. Like the mm-hmm. way that we've grown and like been able to adapt and be like wait yeah if that's how you want to be then that's what you can do like Mm -hmm. you can do whatever the fuck you want yeah and like it's kind of astonishing how like some it's like annoying too like how i guess it's more of like older generations like boomers and like i guess like maybe who's our what is our parents are they gen x they're gen x okay okay they're they're kind of like they only like think about like transgender as one like i feel like my mom not specifically like my mom but like Older, like, people like that, like, don't understand, especially, like, non-binary pronouns sometimes, too. Like, my mom understands those. Like, she's really good with, like, that stuff. But, like, like, I remember, like, in the beginning, like, it was, like, like, weird to, like, introduce to her and, like, have her understand. Mm -hmm. My mom probably would have a hard time with it, but she would want to do her best. Like, Mm -hmm. and she would do the thing, because what my mom does is she has... She's one of these white people where she has the best interests in mind and then she'll do something offensive and then, or even on accident, like misgender somebody and then point out that she misgendered them over and over again and apologize for it profusely and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, your heart's in the right place, but like that, that's not what you do. Like just move past it and (laughs) work on it from there. And it's just like that generation, like you said, like, like my mom also said the word transvestite the other day. And I was like, no, you don't say that anymore. Like, and then she was like, oh, I didn't know that. And like, she genuinely was like, oh, I wasn't aware. Like, mm-hmm. what do I say? Is it transgender? And I said, yes, transgender. And then I'm sure from here on out, she'll work to correct her language. Like, yeah, it's just that like that generation. Yeah. But I think it's so cool that as we grow and like newer, like Gen Z is so fucking cool. How it's just like, yeah, sure. Fucking whatever. Yeah. Like, whatever you want to identify as that's you. 
sure. Like, it doesn't matter. It's so cool. So like I said, Marsha was born as Malcolm Michaels Jr. um, And at first... She started going by Black Marsha, and then she eventually settled on the name Marsha P. Johnson. And when she was asked what the P stood for, she would say, pay it no mind, which is also what she would say when people asked her about her gender, which, fucking legendary. I love her. There's a story of her being in court one time because she was arrested one of many times. And (laughs) that's what the judge said. Like, the judge asked her about her gender, and she said, pay it no mind, and... um the judge was like, well, that's what I'm going to do. Like, he thought it was so funny. And he was like, well, that's what I'm going to do. And he waived all of her fees and, like, let her go. And she was, like, it was, like, she was just, like, such a magnet. Like, she was yeah. just an amazing, beautiful, amazing yeah. person. Um, We could do, like, an entire podcast series on her. There's so much about her life. And it's honestly undercovered. So maybe we should be doing that. But we are not going to touch every single base of her life in this episode. But learn about her and, like, look her up and talk about her. And also the other trans activists and the black trans activists that really like pioneered pride because pride is not just a party that we have every June. So let's dive right in. Marsha was born August 19 in wow words. Marsha was born um, in August of 1945 in New Jersey. Um, and pretty early in life, she started dressing in quote unquote girl clothes and wearing dresses um, and presenting just very feminine And she was not accepted by her family or by the neighborhood people, the neighborhood boys, especially. Um, She was really religious. Her family was super duper religious growing up. So you can imagine how that wouldn't go over well, especially in the 1940s and 1950s. Like you just, yeah, wouldn't be fun for Marsha. Her mom had once said that being homosexual, which is just such a funny word, is quote unquote, lower than being a dog. So that's what Marsha was surrounded by growing up. Like, that's what she had in her brain. Like, Mm -hmm. sad. Marsha had described, this makes me so sad. She had, like, once in an interview, she said that when she was younger, she thought that being gay was something that was just, like, some sort of dream rather than something that could ever be real. Like, it was just, like, oh, there are lucky people that get to do that. And, like, that's what I would love to do one day, but that will never be me because that just is impossible. Like, girl... That's so sad. I know. And, like, it makes me so sad to think there's probably kids out there thinking that today. Yeah. So true. And, like, it's not just a dream. You can be gay. Mm-hmm. You can be whatever you want to be. Like, yeah. it just makes me so sad because, like, you are you. Like, nothing is a dream. You can just, you can do you. Um, Marsha was sexually assaulted by one of the neighborhood boys at a really, really young age when she was dressing, um, like, wearing dresses and stuff. And they would do just really, really disgusting things like trying to look at her genitals and just doing just nasty, disgusting things to her. And she was young. And so that probably really traumatized her, as you would think. Um, And she stopped dressing in girls' clothes until she moved away. So the repression and the pain that she must have felt just in those years just makes me so sad. Um, She, after she graduated high school, moved to New York City with only $15 and a bag of clothes, which iconic mm-hmm. wish you could do that today i mean you could probably try to do that today you may not yeah. make it very far <laughs> <laughs> yeah true but you could try your best um she tried serving a little bit um and she really struggled to get by she was just kind of like homeless and couch hopping um but she did at this time start dressing um in drag and she was 
beautiful. Like she had just like the most beautiful makeup. She would make beautiful like flower crowns out of fresh flowers and put like fruit on her head, like as hats. Like she was just like a beautiful woman. And like, if you saw her, you were like, oh my gosh, like I want to know her. Like everybody was like, oh my gosh, it's Marsha. Um, but despite all this though, she still was struggling to get by. And she moved to, I say this wrong every time, Greenwich. Yeah, I feel like Greenwich. I don't know. I don't Greenwich know. sounds right. I don't know. So don't come for me, New Yorkers. But <laughs> she moved there in 1966. And at that time, it was referred to as the, quote, gay ghetto. Um, and at this time is when she started what she called hustling, which um, she was just working as a sex worker. Um, and she was making a lot of money. And she was also performing as a drag queen. So... She was making good money, but she was also extremely giving. So every dollar that she got, she would turn around and give it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And because she saw a really rough life for people. She saw people who didn't have anything, who were struggling more than she was. And like she was living on the streets, like watching people struggle. And in her heart, she was like, oh, there's other people who like need this money more than I do. So she would just give it away Mm -hmm. and continue to not have anywhere to go to bed. Like selfless just wish you didn't have to do that girlfriend yeah so true like the system is so broken she also yeah like i said she was performing as a drag queen as well on christopher street um and she was just well known she was well liked she said quote honey i was the biggest hustler in new york city i used to make like 125 dollars an hour working up on broadway queen shit and then she said i had so much trouble it's a miracle i'm still here (laughs) Like, what? this girl, like, she really went through it, but she also, like, fucking did that. Like, Yeah, she killed that shit. Yeah. One time she got shot while she was, like, as when she was hustling, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to, like, refer to it, because now we say she was a sex worker, but she would call it hustling. But she was shot and, like, survived. And, like, it's, she's lived, a, like, she lived a crazy, crazy life. And she is lucky that she made it out alive. But she... Like she said, she was the biggest hustler in New York City. $125 an hour. Like, that's crazy. It's about good for you, girl. She said that she had been arrested, quote, a million times for prostitution. Uh, and she had said, they think that I'm out here to murder people and not have sex with them for money. Which, like, yeah. Like, why do sex workers get arrested? There's, there's a question right there. Because that's somebody's hiring them. Literally, it's the person who hired them. Like, fucking, I don't know, maybe they're the issue? Yeah. Or maybe we just need to regulate it so yeah. that sex workers are safe. Like, yeah. It's so, like, and it's so bizarre that that's, like, a radical thought. Like, yeah. It's, like, so bizarre to me that it's, like, we should protect people because there are people who will pay other people for sex, which is fine, but we should make sure that it's safe. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that easy. And people are like, no. Yeah, I know. It's like, do you want people, like, to get hurt instead? Like, there needs to be, like, something in place, like, for, like, things to, again, like, be safe. People hate sex workers. And it's, like, the people who always hate on them who normally... Hi, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how it works like that. I could... I don't know the fence last summer. I could go on for days. People were fucking crazy. Like... People are mean. Like, mm. people who are on OnlyFans mm. are mean. Like, it's weird. Oh and it's, like, something you don't expect going into it because you're, like, okay, well, you're paying. So you'd think they'd, like, be respectful. No. 
<laughs> no, people no. are fucking rude. But anyway, um, Marsha was also referred to as the quote drag mother, um, just because she was so like nurturing and loving and she would always be helping the younger homeless people, hum- homeless LGBTQ people find a place to stay instead of like working on where is she going to sleep tonight? She would just be figuring out how to help them and figuring out places for them to go and like how to like, like teaching them how to read, teaching them how to do things like for themselves and stuff like that. Like she was literally like a mother figure to a lot of people. And while she was hustling, she met Sylvia Rivera, who was a trans woman who lived a really fucking rough life. Um, And she ended up being sold into sex work in New York city when she was only 11 years old. So like, rough life um but these two sylvia and marcia were fucking besties um sylvia later said that marcia was like a mother figure to her and sylvia was like a revolutionary woman at heart like she was involved in the black liberation movement she was part of stonewall she was in the peace movement like she was part of the resistance from the beginning and she's just like she's a bad bitch like we could do a whole another episode on her too because she's done a lot for the trans movement you should look her up read about her she's amazing we love sylvia um hot peaches was a drag theater company in new york city which like you can't come up with a better name than hot peaches that's just amazing um they did a show a week and Marsha was really involved with hot peaches she was always the star of the show um and they put on like more political type art like they would do just stuff that was always rooted in like fight the system pretty Mm -hmm. much like it was really cool like just like really awesome drag shows like think about the best drag show you've ever seen and it was that times 500 (laughs) it was just really cool um and that's when she really adopted her famous look with the bright makeup and her fresh flower crowns she just um she would do anything to make a fresh flower crown. Like she loved having them and she would get her stuff from the trash and she would go to thrift stores and she would just like take donations. Um, and she said that she never considered herself a quote serious drag queen because she couldn't afford to get nice stuff. But like, girl, you look great. You're the star. Yeah. Like, look at you, girl. Like, how are you? Like, it just makes me sad to think like, what is that rooted in? Like, she thought she wasn't because she couldn't have all the nice expensive stuff. Like she thought she wasn't valid. Like, girl, yeah, you yeah. are like sad. Marsha's presence was just described as like a religious, holy experience. And everybody who did drag admired her and saw her as like a saint and just loved her. Um, She had like this glow about her, they said, and she was quoted as an angel. So like just the best woman you've ever met. But still, she just struggled to get by. She struggled with homelessness, but she was like a celebrity. Everybody in New York, like, loved her. And especially everybody in the LGBT community was like, when you saw Marsha, you were excited. Like, it was Marsha fucking P. Johnson. Like, you love her. Um, People would, like, stop and take pictures with her. And then she would say, do you have some spare change for a starving artist? And they would give her a couple cents. And then she would just turn around and give it to somebody else. Like, she would just pass it along. Like, she just had such a big heart. It was like... Girl, I love you, but yeah. eat. Like, it's like just, you need some love. More for yourself. Too. Yeah, like, I just, uh, I love her. And she also frequented LGBTQ bars, which Kelsey is going to talk to us more about after this smoke break.
Okay, so before we start, um, I just want to give a disclaimer that we're going to use um, gay kind of as an umbrella term for the LGBTQ plus community just because it's easier to say than LGBTQ plus every time. So just wanted to say that. Um, so back to like some more background um, at this time. So um, they were very like discriminated toward discriminated against at this time by the government. Like, people were fired from their jobs from being gay. The FBI had, like, records of gay people. And, like, post office kept track of, like, the mail that had, like, gay content. What? I guess. Like, I, it, I, it was, like, so <laughs> weird and bad. Like, that's weird. I don't know if you should... Not that... Like, I guess if it's, like, a magazine, they can see it. But if they're looking... Yeah. I don't know. That's, but, like, if you're going through somebody's mail... Weird. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. to keep track of it, like, that's weird of you. Yeah. And it's... Because they're government workers, too. Fucking Ugh. weird. Hate. But something else, again, like, even worse and not even weird, just, like, sick, is that being gay at this time was constituted as a mental disorder by the DSM, which is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, like, for psychology. This was in 1952, and it literally was there until 1974. That's insane. I was like, so it's so astonishing because it's like my like my parents were alive in 1974. Same. Like that was not that long ago. It's so like shocking to like see. I don't know. That's something that I can actually like relate and like be like that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Like that's honestly kind of shocking. Like it's like like it shouldn't be. And it, but it is like that's fucking crazy. Yeah, just because it's so like disgusting too. Yeah, like, saying it's a mental disorder. Like I remember, I remember someone in my AP Gov class like saying something like that, and I was like, <gasps> people were crazy in high school. Seriously, literally, and they like, say no, anything with no regard. Literally, people would say whatever the fuck they wanted, no repercussions, and they would just <laughs> not have any care in the world. It makes me so mad. Still, like whatever. So, um, now I guess we can start talking about, um, how Pride began and it began Stonewall. Um, so Stonewall and it was a gay bar in Greenwich and it was on Christopher Street and I don't think it was originally a gay bar. Oh yeah. It wasn't a gay bar until 1966, three mafia members invested in it, um, which, like, we were, like, saying earlier, like, it's, like, oh, cool, mafia, underground, like, whatever, but they were actually, like, let's profit off of these people and also give them watered-down drinks. So, like, fuck you, mafia. Yeah, like, okay. Oh, I don't hope they don't come for me. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) But it's, it was fun, because it's, like, these people have, like, a really good, like, community to, like, go to and Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, something else, like, not mafia-related, I guess, like, more, like, police-related, is that the way they, like, allowed this, like, so that nobody, not that no, not that any, not that nobody got arrested, but to, like, make sure that profit could still be made, like, police accepted payoffs every week because, like, they didn't have a liquor license, and, like, so they were, like, they kind of had them, like, by that string, like, we can do this. Fucking hate cops. Right. Uh, I feel, it's every story. They're literally always the bad guy. Never once the good guy. Seriously. Never. Um, so, also, like, I just want to say, like, drug deals happen here, just because we can say it. Yeah, they probably, 
like even if it weren't like drug deals with gay people like people would probably just go there to do drug deals because if it got like raided they would not like feel bad yeah that's so true that's fucking shitty yeah and also, um, you have, I want you to say this. Okay. You wrote it, so, like. I was, I was high as <laughs> shit going through this. <laughs> so, yeah, um, like, this time, like, these, this bar was, like, mostly populated by, like, gay men. But, okay, like, it, okay, so it was, like, all white, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All of the white gay men who went there would run when the cops got there because white gay men were doctors were cops, mm. were normal people with wives and a life. So when the cops came, they had to go. Like, they had, could not be found there. They couldn't be caught there. So they couldn't really fight. And they were also just the white gays, which historically makes sense. So it was the black community and specifically the black trans and drag community who would, like, actually stay and fight the cops when the cops came because they were already homeless. They were already working on the street. Like, they didn't really have anything to lose and they wanted to fight. And so they were the ones who fought a lot of this battle. Mm-hmm. So shout out them. Shout out them. Remember that as we go through this. Because that keeps like coming up. Like I have a note, I think, about Marsha doing something. Mm-hmm. Kind of fun. She drops so, that like, badass brick. Yes, Love so, her. Like, on, that's so fun. Um, so another like random note about this is like there was like a, do- there was a doorman and he would let you in. Either if he, like, knew you and, like, knew you were gay or he thought you looked gay. <laughs> That's where gaydar was invented. <laughs> <laughs> so true. It was just, like, it's just, like, funny to think about that. But, like, um, he'd look you up and down. Like, was he gay? Was he able to be, yeah. like, no, girl. Yeah, what was, like, the clothing? Like, what was the indicators at that time? I it wonder. Definitely probably so diverse, thinking about it. Honestly, it probably was pretty diverse. Like... Because, I don't know, like, because the white gays probably looked like, they, they probably had to be the ones that the security guards, like, knew were gay. Mm-hmm. Like, knew on the DL that they were gay. Yeah, true. It's so fucking... Weird. And yeah. So more underground weird yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, more other weird shit and bad shit. Um, police raids are routine at gay bars around this time. And um, so, whenever they would be raided, like the, like, white, like, the regular white lights would flash indicating the police were here, so, like, everyone, like, steps away from each other, so no one's yeah. touching each other, etc. Turns into not a gay bar anymore. Yeah, it's just, like, you have to, like, act normal, but they would line them up, and if you didn't have an ID or if you were dressed in drag, you were arrested, Molly, which is... Mm. And um, women who were there had to be wearing at least three feminine items of clothing. What the fuck? I'm like, what do you mean? What does that mean? <laughs> I'm like, I can't wear pants. Yeah, what does that mean? Does that mean, like, the color of them? Does it mean, like, the actual, like, the, you have to yeah. be wearing a skirt, earrings, and, like, a bra? Yeah. Or, or what? Like, because nine times out of ten, I'm not wearing those things. Seriously. <laughs> like, right now, I'm like, whatever. Yeah, like, fuck. <laughs> Um, they would also, like, take, this is, um, kind of like a sexual content warning, um, but they would also take the female presenting people to the bathroom to, like, confirm their sex. So sick. Which, again, like, I can't, that's still, like, 
I remember when early about Target. Sorry, like, <laughs> when that shit was happening, like the Target bathroom shit. Oh my god! Like, people were like, like you need to check. Ugh, it's just like disgusting that people like it's still today, like seeing shit like that. It's fucking disgusting. Why are you so concerned about somebody else's genitals? Why? It's weird. Like, why it's, do you want to see? It's literally a weird conversation to have. Like, if somebody's in the bathroom, then let them do their thing. Why are you concerned about how they present? Like, yeah. why are you concerned? Like, and then, then people would try to do the thing of like, oh, but then people are going to pretend to be, pretend to be trans women and go yeah. into the bathroom and like men just go into bathrooms and hurt us anyway. They don't yeah. need to pretend to be trans because they don't give a fuck. A man will follow you into the bathroom anyway and, and abuse you. They don't care. Yeah. Like, it's, that's not a thing that happens. Like, it's just a weird scare tactic that's like, it's, I'm mad. Like, it pisses me off because it's like, why are you so concerned? It's yeah. so fucking weird. It's weird and gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I went second. off. Sorry. Oh, no, I loved it. I loved it. Seriously, so true. I hope most of you are familiar that um, Pride started with the like riot at Stonewall on June 28th, 1969. Um, it started around 1am. And um, this was kind of like one of the first big riots that happened like there had been a couple in los angeles and san francisco i think they would do kind of like sit-ins and restaurants and stuff Mm -hmm. and like like riots and like raids would happen there um but this specific night i guess on the 27th going into the 28th um four undercover cops were in the bar like observing evidence excuse me that sounds a little (laughs) what were you doing there yeah that's fish a little bit yeah and like it was like people i don't know if it was like people touching or like probably they would take note of alcohol because they could probably again use that but um later on in the night um around 1 a.m six cops showed up and shut the place down like the white lights flashed um there were around 200 people there this night and the people, like, they were like, okay. Like, they refused to provide identification after the lineup. And um, they separated the cross-dressers to the back of the room. And like, then just like, okay, why? Like, so unnecessary. Like, like if you... I, I I don't even know. I can't even say it. I don't even know. Like, my laughter know. was out of, like, idi- idiocity. Yes. Like, yes. what the fuck? It's, like, there's... It's so, people are, like, really just, like, really dumb and, like, on ed- very uneducated, like, at this time. Yeah. So, when people started to refuse, like, their ID, they were like, okay, well, we're gonna arrest all of you. Like, okay, whatever. <sighs> and so, they, like, had to call, like, there were only 10 cops there. They couldn't arrest 200 people. So, they had to call more to, like, wagons. That's what they were called. I don't, I don't know. Like, maybe, like, a big... I don't know, whatever. And <laughs> don't know police talk. It's the same. Um, but they, like, didn't show up on time. Um, I think they were maybe, like, an hour late. And so, like, these people were just kind of, like, sitting here. <laughs> I'm, like, picturing them just, like, in the parking lot. Like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know, like, what I'm... I don't know. But they did start to, like, throw, like, pennies and, like, bottles at the police cars and just kind of, like, do, like, silly shit like that. Love. And it's just, that was something that I was like, oh, it's just, like, so silly. Yeah, like shit we would do. (laughs) So, um, as time goes on and the wagons and shit come out, 
Um, people started to congregate outside, and this is when it started to get more, like, rowdy or violent. Um, also, people, like, <laughs> people who were dragged out by the police, the people who were in the bar, like, like, who were just, like, surrounding them, they would watch them, and they would, like, be fake saluting the police, <laughs> like, like, oh, like, fuck you, whatever, it's just, like, so, just, they were, like, yeah, silly with it, too. Yeah. But then it turned into, like, bad stuff. So, not silly with it, but they had, like, humor yeah. in the situation. Um, so, the police arrested mafia members, employees, and a few patrons, and things really ignite when, um, Police take Storm de la Verre into the back of a cop vehicle after being escorted after being escorted to a car. Um, this is an area where like there was like people weren't sure. Like people say it was her, but it also like couldn't have been. Like she confirmed it at one time, but then I think she denied it. Like I don't know. It's kind of just wishy yeah. in history. Yeah, but um. She was an entertainer at Radio City Music Hall and the Apollo Theater. Um, she identified as a butch lesbian and a drag king. She bounced at gay bars after Stonewall like happened, and people called her called her the guardian of the lesbians in the village. I love her. Like I love it. Like so, I was like Marsha vibes. Yeah, so the true. guardian of the lesbians. That's like that. That's so dope. I love that. I fucking love it. <laughs> so um more, like, badass stuff about her. Like, she was, like, very honest about, like, what everything was, and she said, quote, I, it was a rebellion, it was an uprising, it was a civil rights disobedience, it was no damn riot. So, like, although we're calling it, like, it wasn't a riot, like, we're not calling it a riot, like, on bad on their part. No, not at all. But, like, at that time, they were like, listen, this was, like, we're standing up for ourselves. It was necessary. And yeah, it was because, like, otherwise, they like, nobody would have listened. Yeah, and, like, this was a regular occurrence for the police to show up, arrest them, and then beat them, and then leave. And they were, like, what are they supposed to do? Keep taking that over and over again? Right. And if they never would have done that, where would we be now? Like, yeah. if they never would have finally been like, no, I'm not fucking showing you my ID. Like, it's just, like, such this small act of rebellion of, like, no, like, I'm not going to do it this time, except doing it in numbers as a group, mm -hmm. as a community. Take notes, everybody. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so, um, a couple, like, times, I guess, Storm, like, kept escaping the police. Like, they would try to, like, take her to the car, but she'd, like, break out, whatever. Um, and, like, so they were, like, okay. Like, we, this is, one time they were, like, this is the last straw. Like, she, but she wasn't afraid to rock their shit. So, <laughs> um, unfortunately, she was hit over the head with a baton after complaining that her handcuffs were too tight. So they definitely, I think, were trying to maybe hurt her a little to mm -hmm. get her to stop. And that's really unfortunate. So shitty. And as this was happening, like, this was happening out in the parking lot. And, like, people were still outside just, like, at whatever, doing whatever they're doing. And she said something. Like, this was kind of what kick-started. This is what, like, kick-started. Like, more, like, okay, we need to, like, stand up. She said, why don't you guys do anything? And uh, they're like, okay, you're right. Okay. And, like, I can, like, consider that. Some people say, like, Marsha, like, threw the first punch at Stonewall. Yeah, it's, like, really conflicting of, like, but that's, what, like, most people are like, yeah, we saw Marsha throw the first punch. And, mm -hmm. yeah, she punched a cop. 
Hell yeah. Love. Literally, like, regardless, probably, like, all of that shit happened. So, uh-huh. like, oh, yeah. full on their part. For sure. Like, <laughs> absolutely love. 10 out of 10. Like, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And, yeah, at this time, the crowd starts to, like, me saying the crowd. Like, they, <laughs> they just, like, go, like, like, they start, like, standing up for themselves. So, they start, like, slashing police tires and, like, they try to flip their vehicles <laughs> over. Can you imagine these queens so- just fucking, like, one, two, three, push. It's so funny. Like, anything with, like, police cars, I'm like, they should have just, like, taken it. Yeah. And crashed it. Like, do, like, crazy shit. But they were, like, throwing bottles, rocks, bricks. Um, there were, like, fires and trash cans. And, like, they were, like, throwing stuff in the windows and, like, things burning inside. And, like, again, like, this wasn't just, like, this specific, like, raid that like kickstarted it like this it was like an accumulation and then this was like okay we're fucking done yeah and like i just want to say that again because i don't know yeah like it like we were saying earlier it was like stacked on for years of like like literally being alive for gay people is illegal yeah like so they gotta fight back Mm -hmm. and thank you for fighting back because now here we are (laughs) yeah and Also, while they were fighting back, the police, like, it was just, like, a normal thing. So, they didn't expect them to fight back, like, as hard as they did. Like, they went fucking hard. Yeah. So, they had to call the tactical police force to, like, come back them up and save them. And, like, they come and, like, block the crowd. Like, they probably, like, line up in their shields or whatever the shit. Stupid, ugly riot gear. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And... Um, but everybody from the bar, they don't care. They just, like, continue to mock the police and, like, run from them. And this just continues, and it finally comes down until 4 a.m. And at the end of everything, 13 people are arrested, and, like, everything was destroyed in the bar, and whether that be from the crowd or the police, because they definitely were probably... Probably a little bit of Whatever. Yeah. I'm sure the police were doing the thing that police do where they, like, smack everything on the wall and throw shit where it's just unnecessary because they have anchor issues that will never work out. (laughs) I hate that. That is literally just, like, it's always, "Mm." yeah. But the next day, like, it's not really the next day. It's, like, because it's, that happened at, like, 4 a.m. But, um, at this time, like, in the morning, um, the outside of the bar had phrases like drag power legalized gay bars and we are open painted on the outside like they were still open like they didn't care like they had to keep operating because they were like we have to keep operating for these people but that night thousands of people gathered and again for another protest um there are more garbage fires throwing things and this is where i saw that marcia through that through the um Brick? Yeah. Police car she climbed up a post and then with a brick and then dropped it on a police car. I, like, want to see it. I know. I'd love to see it. Um, but these were the two biggest days of unrest. And, or I guess the biggest day. I don't know. I don't know, like, what to classify. Probably, like, this, 36 hours. Yeah. <laughs> time. <laughs> but um, this, like, kind of, like, continued, like, into a few days after, like, they would just, like, do kind of, like, stand-up things, like, this um, publication, The Village Post, like, they were publishing reports on what happened, but, like, their language is really homophobic, mm. so they were, like, 
you have to stop and like good for them to like burn them down okay but honestly good for them yeah like that's, that's awesome dope. and it's so like you because do it. yeah because shit like that you can't like if you're gonna have the revolution like you can't let anything fly like mm-hmm. you can't like if like you can getting coverage cool talking about us like that not cool you can't fucking do it like you have to like ugh, love it yeah <laughs> i've been working on boundaries in therapy and they had strong boundaries and they said they were going to fucking respect us <laughs> yeah seriously i'm like i need to learn from these people <laughs> literally not that big of a scale but like <laughs> i need to take notes but um after all of this happened um a it was, there was like a big call for gay bars to actually be owned by gay people. So like there's a phrase, it was like, get the mafia and the cops out of gay bars, Love. which is so fun. But also it's cool to think about today because I read while I was researching that um, cops, they're not allowed in, at NYC Pride, like, or like New York City Pride yeah. until 2025. Love and hope it's forever. Seriously. Okay. Also, when I was doing that research, though, like, I guess, like, specifically, what is it? Long Island? No. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Some Something Island, New York. Um, They're, like, allowed... They're specifically, like, saying you're allowed. But you're allowed to have cops there? Or you're not? They, like, are saying, like, they're allowed to come. Like, in their gear. That's, like, the issue. Like, if you show up and, like, you're not, like, you're a normal person, like, you're not posing a threat, okay? But, like, if you're showing up in your it's weird costume, like, fucking go away. Yeah. Like, and it's just so gross because, like, the police were the ones who caused a lot of this and who literally were, like... Against just, it all? Yeah. It's just, I don't know why that doesn't click... I think because they just don't know. Like, I think, honestly, people don't know the depth of it, that the cops Mm -hmm. were the ones who were stopping pride, who were stopping the gays. Like, the cops are the ones who have been, like, the biggest enemy, always. Mm -hmm. Like, so why the fuck... Having the police there to, quote-unquote, protect and serve (laughs) during pride is a fucking joke because that's not what they do for... And, like, historically and statistically, that's not what they do for LGBTQ people. They don't protect and serve. So... Mm -hmm. Why are we going to have them at Pride? They don't, they make us feel more uneasy, make us feel more scared rather than safe. So why should they be at Pride? Yeah. It's seriously like, so like, I don't know, just like a threatening like presence. Like, and it's just like, it's annoying to hear them complain about it because like you can take off again, like you can take off your uniform you, like, you can't take off being gay. Like, I'm not trying to make that statement, <laughs> but, like, you get what I'm saying. Like, if a cop wants to go to Pride, then a cop can go to Pride as a person. Yes. It's crazy that, like, you can, like, go as a person. Yeah. And you don't have to go as a cop. Yeah. But no, 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 no. They have to go with, like, some sort of control, power. Gun. They have to have authority <laughs> and a gun. Yeah. Seriously. It's so Sick. weird and scary. Blech. So, after, again, like, the riots and, like, the that following week um a couple weeks later there was a gay power rally in washington square park and this is where they decided that they wanted a bigger celebration like they wanted bigger like everything like they're like we fucking deserve it and we have to show these people so the first pride was held on june 28th 1970 um at first it was called christopher street liberation day because that was the street the bar was on and it was just, like, that specific one was, like, supposed to be, like, a reminder of, like, what happened last, the year before. Mm-hmm. So, like, they, like, had planned this, like, over 
a year. Mm-hmm. And um, Pride um, parades also happen in Los Angeles and Chicago during this year. And then throughout the years, like, they've kept expanded, like, expanding, like, nationally and also internationally. Um, like, Great Britain in 1972 and Israel in 1979. And on this day, on the first Pride, it made the New York Times front page, which is kind of fun. What? So, at the same time that it's a mental disorder to be gay, Pride is happening? Oh my god, yeah, because it ended in 74. That's still kind of fucked up. Like, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, because that's probably, that was definitely way more, like, threatening. Yeah, like, that really, like, puts a, like, damper on things. Yeah. Not to lighten it, like, that yeah. much, but it's like, yeah, like, that's, like, a really bold thing. Good good for them. Yeah, no, I, no, like, I think it's important to, like, say, like, those things, like, to keep it, like, real, like, again, like, how you were saying earlier, like, it's not just, like, a party, like, people don't just no rainbows no. yeah and like the pride <laughs> that i went to in chicago i don't know if i don't remember if i said that during the smoke break or if i said it during this but like the pride that i went to was literally just companies set up in tents and like that's not pride like that's just people trying to put rainbows on their shit and sell you things and i mean i walked around and got cbd gummies it worked for me but Whatever. like <laughs> like you know like that's not pride like that's mm-hmm. literally just put on by all of these companies so that they can give you get your money and i just want to say real quick don't fucking donate through your grocery store through target through anything if they ask you to round up your change don't do it because then they get to take that money and write it off on their taxes because they'll pretend that they donated it because pretty much they did because they took your money and they donated it but it's your money and then they get to write it off on their taxes and not pay any fucking taxes so don't do that just donate to those causes and actually yep. look them up because they're probably not good. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like they have the money to donate themselves. Exactly. It could literally be like $10,000 here. Like, that would be nothing. They don't need your change. <laughs> like, keep your change. Seriously, it's like, yeah. Uh, ugh. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so, um, overall, this um, parade, like, it lasted 50 blocks. Um, there were a few thousand people there, and it was from Greenwich to Central Park. They kind of had to do some preparation at the time. Um, so there were, like, self-defense classes held, like, again, like, in preparation of this because they didn't have a police permit. So, like, just in case, like, the police came and, like, tried to, like, hurt them or, like, even, like, normal people, like, I think they would probably attack them. Mm-hmm. But um, as time went on again, like, it just kept expanding into more and more cities and it kind of, like, kept going through some name changes, like the Gay Liberation Marches <laughs> and Gay Freedom Day. And then um, eventually in the 80s, it was known as Pride. I love. So that's kind of how we know it now, I would say. I think Pride is, like, a good name to end on because, mm-hmm. like, gay freedom and, like, gay liberation is, like, ex- like very exclusive to gays. Mm-hmm. And, like, pride is just generally, like, it's, if it's celebrated right, it really is just a place to go and be proud and, like, mm-hmm. be in a safe place and not a corporate hellscape. But yeah. good luck with that. <laughs> and speaking of a corporate hellscape, um, <laughs> join us for the smoke break if you want to hear us talk shit. It's only $5. Woo! Ah! <laughs> okay, talk to you soon. Mwah.
If you've been wanting to treat yourself to that new piece or bong or whatever you want to say, now's the time. And we can give you 20% off your entire purchase at iSellGlass.shop using the offer code TRULYHIGHCRIME at checkout. They have a wide variety of really cute bongs and smoking accessories. But of course, these pieces are for legal substances only and you have to be at least 18 or of legal age to smoke in your area. So go to iSellGlass.shop and get 20% off your entire purchase with offer code TRULYHIGHCRIME. So, after the Stonewall riots, Marsha and Sylvia were both like, okay, so what more can we do to help protect the trans youth of America? They were like, we're not fucking done. Our life is devoted to making other people's lives better. Love them. Um, I just think it's funny that this place was called Weinstein Hall at NYU, which is probably still building at NYU, honestly, because they, why would they change it? Yeah. But they wanted to have a dance at Weinstein Hall, but they couldn't because it was sponsored by a gay organization. So the school canceled the dance. So a bunch of gay organizations came together and they organized a little, like a big sit-in and it like actually worked really well. Um, and they were just like, fuck you. And they were not violent or anything, but they just had it. They, they did a sit-in. Um, it was the gay liberation front and then the radical lesbians, which what a beautiful group. <laughs> and where can I join? It's literally radical lesbians, like one L, like end of radical and start of lesbians is the same L. I love that. It's awesome. Iconic. And it worked. They got the venue back for the dance um, because protesting is an efficient way of doing things. But like, you know, how it always kind of goes, trans people were left out of the conversation. Um, and Sylvia and Marsha were like, I don't fucking think so. They heard about this and they were like, we're going to step in and we're going to make this right. And so they founded something called STAR, which um, at the time stood for Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries. And now is Street Trans- Transgender Action Revolutionaries, which was a shelter for homeless trans kids um, and then trans sex workers and other LGBTQ kids. So... It actually started as just a trailer truck in a parking lot um, because that's all they could afford and that's all they could do. Like Sylvia and Marsha themselves were living on the streets and they were still do- like doing sex work at night. Mm-hmm. So they could barely make by themselves, but they were doing their best to make it right for these kids. So they opened Star in a trailer truck in a Greenwich parking lot. Um, and because the only way also that they could afford the actual building is if they went through the mafia. Like if they did the deal with the mafia, like they used to do with the bars and they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to work at the mafia anymore. So like, good for them. They stuck to their ground. Um, so one night though, the trailer was towed and there were 20 kids that were sleeping inside of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, they were all okay. Thank God. But Sylvia and Marsha were like, okay, fuck, we have to do more. Like we have to figure something out. So they saved money to rent a building for star and they paid the rent by just hustling at night. Like they continued to do, but they worked really hard. Um, and like I said before, like they're selfless, beautiful Queens, but like should not have had to do that. Like, sucks that everybody was in this situation like it's just like all around shitty but like love them for it they really put themselves in danger like literally every night just so that these kids would have a a safe place to sleep and like a sense of community because they didn't have that like love them so sweet um so during the day while they were not working they would teach the kids how to read and write too and they were like really trying to just like teach them like life skills and like get them on their feet and like have a good support system around them like they didn't want the cycle to repeat themselves and love that's how you do it it's how you do it literally how you do it and invest in the community literally and like is it that difficult it's literally not people want to do it 
literally like once like literally once people have any kind of like community event they're like oh that was so fun like oh that was a good time like we should do that more often okay do it yeah and then see what the world becomes Mm -hmm. like work together on things like that easy fucking crazy (laughs) star was the first lgbtu shelter in north america it was the first woman of color (laughs) first woman of color led organization in the united states it was the first trans sex worker worker oh my god it was the first trans sex worker labor organization and it actually expanded into other cities i want to say chicago it was in new york chicago la I can't remember the last one, but I'm pretty sure it was four cities. Um, but then it eventually dissolved. Um, and in 1973, Sylvia Rivera, there was a pride celebration in 1973 that Sylvia Rivera was not allowed to speak at. Um, trans people were being excluded and just pushed away from pride and they weren't really like as accepted in the celebrations or in the marches or anything. Um, so, Miss Sylvia, the queen, stole the mic and she said, quote, if it wasn't for the drag queen, there would be no gay liberation movement. We're the frontliners. Love her, but she was booed off stage. They did not want to hear it. Like, they had... Yeah, like, the white gays had no time, no space, nothing for them. Like, didn't care at all, booed her off stage, didn't give her any time of day. So... Only care about themselves and why literally why like why can't you just listen to other people like at one point you were the one you're still being discriminated against why can't you listen yeah it's crazy in 1978 an organization called heritage of pride tried to ban trans people from pride and trans people were fucking pissed as they should be because trans people started pride so they were like how the fuck are you gonna ban us from something that we literally started and like this is because of us like we did this so sylvia and marcia (laughs) they were banned from the celebration so what they did is they had their own celebration and they marched in front of the other one (laughs) and so it looked like they were leading the celebration that's so funny fucking iconic they do like the stuff they do like is so like humorous like in itself like it's so like it's so smart so like easy tactical and smart and like just, you wouldn't, like, she was like, okay, well, then we'll all meet a mile in front of them. Yeah. And we'll have our parade, and they can have theirs, and we'll be in front of them. Like, <laughs> they can't say shit. Seriously. Fucking badass. I yeah. love it. Like, I love it so much. Marsha continued just being badass throughout the 70s and the 80s. She was an activist all her life. She never stopped fighting. She modeled for Andy Warhol. She was, like, she lived, like, a somewhat... What you would think would be luxurious life, but she struggled all her life and she always had a hard time. And at the age of just 46, her body was found floating in the Hudson River off of the West Village Piers in New York City. And the police immediately ruled it a suicide. Literally immediately. And everybody was like, no, like, absolutely not. Like, Marcia would not have done this. She was young. She was only 46 years old. Like, 46 is young. Mm -hmm. And everybody in her life was like no like she wanted to live a full life she loved her life she did not she would not no like that's not what happened and the police were like don't care and it kind of was quiet after that like nothing really happened in her case it was reopened in 2017 there's a documentary on netflix it's called the death and life of marcia p johnson and it really investigates like the death like marcia's death and what happened it's by victoria cruz who is a black trans woman and she's a crime victim advocate um so 
I don't want to like retell her story. It's a great documentary. It's on Netflix. I know everybody has Netflix. So just go fucking watch it. Like it's really moving. It's really well made. It's, it's a great documentary. Like it goes, it talks to people who were there. It talks to people who knew Marsha. And at the end of it, there really isn't much to come up with, but most people just don't believe that Marsha killed herself. Like there are a few theories that, um, so the one that I think makes a lot of sense is that she maybe fell off the pier because she was being chased. Um, people think that it's possible that she was being like chased by people and she felt unsafe. So she was trying to just get away, get away, get away. And it was dark and she didn't realize that she was walking onto a pier. And then there was actually a hole in the pier. So it was like, mm-hmm. she could have tripped or fallen through the hole or been pushed or I like, it's just, it's, it's still unsolved. And yeah. I mean, it's still actually ruled a suicide, but most people think that she did not kill herself. I don't think she killed herself. Mm-hmm. No. Like, no, she want I she wanted to live a full life, so she could still be with us today because she was born in 1945. So she would be in like her 70s. My one of my grandparents was born in the 40s, so it's like mm. that really wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I mean it was, but like in re- relation to things, it really is not. So that's why Pride is not a party. <laughs> and when you go to your Pride celebrations and you put on your rainbow stuff and you go to the store and you get your rainbow stuff to go to pride. Think about what you're doing and think about, especially if you're straight, think about what you're doing. Like, because it's not a party. And I remember when I came out in high school, like, cause I first came out as gay and then I came out as bi. And then people thought that they were like also bi with me. Like my friends were like, Oh, well like you're gay. So I can like call you a dyke and like, I can like say these things and like, I can do these. It's like, wait, 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 no. So, like, straight people, if you have gay friends, that doesn't mean that you get to take on their identity and you should, like, respect them. And if they want to go to Pride without you, you should, like, let them. (laughs) Yeah, true. And respect the people, like, the actual, like, LGBTQ members that are vendors there. Like, when we are bottles, like, oh, my God, I got the cutest. Ah, I got disco ball earrings. Oh, my God, love. So me, so me. And, like, they had, like, amazing stuff there. And, like, I don't know. And also just, like. Was it crowdsourcing, crowdfunding? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, donate to people. Stuff like that, like, simple as that. Yeah, and, like, help people. And remember that this was started by Black trans women. Like, this all. Like, we wouldn't have a lot of the rights that we have. Like, there wouldn't be... what. Like, w- like it would have taken a lot longer to get to the liberation that we got and, like, get to gay marriage being legalized. And, like, we have a lot to owe to Black trans women. So, shout mm-hmm. out to them. All I got to say is just keep learning, like keep learning about things and like not just during Pride Month, like always just keep educating yourself and like keeping up to date with everything that's going on because we're still learning. Like everybody is still like learning about everything and it's up to you to keep up to date with that and to do your own research. Like it's up to you. So keep doing that. And also come hang with us on the Patreon to hear us talk shit about corporate and also kind of like some education, I guess, if you agree with us. Yeah, we go off. Like, if you want to go off with your besties, just come join us because we have things to say. And it's only $5, so just please help us. (laughs) Thank you. Um, We'll be back next week. We're going to talk about reincarnation because I think it's fucking crazy. We have things to talk about. Um, So... We will see you then.
And hopefully Britney Spears is doing okay because her hearing was today and I'm just thinking of her in my brain. Love you, girl. Hope she's okay at this point. <laughs> and fuck Drake Bell. Fuck Drake Bell. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>